Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lift your Bible up. We're going to make our faith confession today. Amen. Hallelujah. Grab your Bible. Lift your Bible up. If you can stand standing with us, the Word of God is holy. Somebody say holy. It's holy. Father, we just confess this. Say this with me. Say, Father, I choose to receive your Word with my spirit over my mind. If I receive it with my mind only, this word will be dead to me. I want life, not death. In Jesus' name. Father, speak to me today. I'm your oracle. I'm here to do what you want me to do. I decrease completely that you might increase, Father. I don't want anybody to see me. I want them to see you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Flip over to Luke chapter 1. Stay standing. Flip over to Luke chapter 1. Amen. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 67. Luke 1, verse 67. I want you to look at somebody next to you and say, neighbor, it's already done. Look at somebody else and say, neighbor, it's already done. I just want to encourage somebody this morning, whatever you've been believing God for, please understand it has already been done. The moment that you prayed for it, it was done in the spirit realm. Somebody ought to say amen. Verse number 67. Now his father, talking about John the Baptist's father, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, um, um, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and you child will be called the prophet of the highest for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of God, which the day spring with the Messiah from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts to the day of his manifestation to Israel. Do me a favor, just shout this out. Say, Lord, everything is already done. Listen, I want to say this to you. You may be seated. I haven't come to preach to you today. I didn't come to preach a message to you today. I came to make a prophetic declaration to you today. Please understand the difference between preaching a sermon and giving a prophetic declaration is different in this sense that a sermon now has points that may or may not hit you. But a prophetic declaration now is what thus saith the Lord for your life right now. Please understand, the Bible says in Amos chapter 3 that the Lord does nothing except he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch this. I, I need for you to understand this. I need you to understand this. Now, look, look, look at our text here, Luke. And we're going to pray and all those things, and we're going to anoint some things today. And some strongholds are going to come down today. Please understand that we have got to change the body of Christ from being apathetic. We have let our Christianity, y'all, become so watered down. Don't nobody know you saved, and the only way they know you saved is if they happen to see you at church on Sunday. Y'all ain't said nothing. But please, I want us to understand this, and those of y'all that know me, please, you understand I'm not here to judge. You understand that? Just say that. He ain't here to judge. Say that. 
I ain't here to judge you. Please understand, I am here now to simply say what thus saith the Lord in your life. Look in the text here. Go to verse 68. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has. Now, please understand, the word has is talking about something that has already happened. Are you with me? So has is not saying what God is fitting to do or what God is getting ready to do. Has is talking about the fact that he already did it. Watch this. Look at verse number 69. There it is again. And has raised. So what did he already do? He already raised up a horn of salvation for us. Come on, come on. Go to verse number 70. Watch this. And he spoke. Now watch this. If he was getting ready to speak, it would say that. But it says, and he spoke. So in other words, it was something that he what? Already said. Verse 71, that we should be saved. Now watch this. He changes tenses on us. Watch this. He goes from all the stuff that the Lord has done now to what God, uh, to what should be happening. So in other words, he goes from something that's already transpired to something that is supposed to be transpiring in your life. Doesn't it? It's a neighbor. It's already done. Watch this. Watch this. 72, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. Again, he's talking about something in the present tense that he's doing in your life currently. Now I want you to skip all the way down to verse number 77. To give, here we go again. He's now came out of the past tense, or excuse me, talking about what has happened, and he's now talking about something that he's currently doing. Look at what it says, to give knowledge. Now, I need you to write this down. If you've got a pen and paper, every time you come to church, you need a pen and a paper. You need a pen and a pad. Get the label off. You know what I'm saying? You need a pen and a pad so that you can take notes because church is school, and it just so happens we're in a school. <laughs> Somebody say Amen. Now watch that, verse 77, that word knowledge is the Greek word gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S. So in other words, he's came to make known what he already did. My brothers and sisters, I need us to understand this morning that the purpose of Christ's coming was not just so that you, we, could, we could get free from sin. The purpose of him coming, y'all, and I wish I was in church today. The purpose of him coming, y'all, was so that he could make known, look at 77, the salvation he's already provided to his people. So in other words, the Lord is saying this, I'm not getting ready to do anything. Matter of fact, Jesus made it real plain, y'all. He said, it is finished. Well, what was finished? The work that Zacharias is prophesying about right now. Somebody say Amen. Watch this, watch this. And I've said this before. You need to understand this because the church has taught us. Now, you know what churches have become, y'all? You know what churches, y'all got to talk back to me, yeah? You know what churches have become? Churches have become spiritual crack houses. And so now, and so now, and so now the preacher gives up and he gives you enough crack just to get you through next week. So you can come back next Sunday and get your next fix. Y'all wish I had somebody to do what I was talking about. You know, and, so, and so that's why we preach all this stuff now, but you never get it down in your spirit. You never realize it. So listen, you always came to church to get a word. Girl, I came to get a word. I came to get a word. Please understand this, that God is saying, I have already given you everything you need. Look at everybody say, neighbor, you already got it. You already got it. You already got it. Watch this. The Bible teaches us this, y'all, that everything we need has already been provided for us. Jesus is finished. Now, I know the church, the crack dealers, you know. Y'all laugh. Y'all know I'm just talking crazy. Watch this. Now, the church now has set this thing up, and the desire has been that if I only give them enough, that they got to keep coming back to me. Watch this. That's why Jesus said all you needed to do was drink of him once, and you'll never thirst again. The reason why so many people are thirsty in the body of Christ, y'all, is because they never actually drank from Christ. They drank from a man. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because please understand, the Bible says that once you drink from Christ, you ain't never going to thirst again. So if I got thirsty, that must have meant I didn't drink him. Uh, I wish I was in church this morning. I wish I was in church this morning. Watch this. Watch this. God has already brought redemption into your life. He's already healed you. How many people you got, uh, you got sick family members? You maybe have somebody in your family. Please understand, he has already healed them. Watch this. He's already made them the head and not the tail. Look at verse number 77 again. To give knowledge, in other words, to make known the salvation of his people by remission of their sins. Please understand, God is saying, I only came so you knew what I'd already done. 
Y'all ain't with me. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 78. Through the tender mercy of God which, with which the day spring, that word day spring means Messiah, from on high has visited us. Now watch this. Again, he's talking now past tense. Are you with me? Please understand this. Please understand this. That God is saying the reason I sent Christ to rail was so that my people knew what I had already done for them. Because since I am Jehovah Jireh, that means I am the Lord, their provider. That means I've already provided for them. Now, here's the problem that we got. Most times, we just don't know what he's already done for us. Please understand, if somebody left you $45 million when they left, when they died, but you didn't know what was in the will, you wouldn't get the money. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Right now, and Nicole Smith, they got this whole trial going on right now because they're trying to figure out who get the money. Where the money go? I said, listen, I, was, I think I'm in the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I used to know her back. Yeah, I got to say. Yeah, we laid hands on Yeah, 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 back in 88 or something. I don't know. Watch this, y'all. But because the wheel wasn't clear, they aren't able to distinguish who is supposed to get the goods. Please understand, the Lord has said this. Jesus came now to make the wheel clear. All this walking around, broke, busted, disgusted, your chains being strange, your money being funny. That ain't in the wheel. Bad credit ain't in the wheel. Bad financial decisions ain't in the wheel. Touch your neighbor say it ain't in the wheel. Watch this. I need to say this to you. Your family is already saved. Watch this. Get this. Get this. Get this. Look at it. Look at it. He says, I came to make known. What I've already done for my people. I've came to let them know what I've already done. Please understand, some of y'all looking to God for a promotion on your job. You ain't got to kiss butt to get it. It's already yours. I know that ain't a churchy word, but y'all know I just say it like it is. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this. God is not a welfare God, y'all. And so you may be saying, well, Bishop, I, you know, money's not my thing. Money, maybe, but maybe there's some deficit in your life. Please understand the word salvation is the Greek word, uh, excuse me, the Anglo-Saxon word salvo, S-A-L-V-O. It means to be made whole. Salvation now means to be made whole in every area. So you're not walking in full salvation in the fullness of God if there's still areas of your life that you've got weaknesses. Now watch this. Now I hear somebody saying, well, Bishop, what you're saying, does that mean I got to be perfect? No. Look at him and say, no, you ain't got to be perfect. He, ain't, he don't want you to be perfect. And people that try to teach that, the Lord, the Bible says, and this says in John, you know, the Bible says be perfect for your Father in heaven is perfect. If you read the scripture in context, it's talking about through love we are made perfect. He's not asking us to do something we don't have the ability to do. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I just need to encourage somebody this morning that your retirement has already been fixed. You're trying to figure out your 401k and IRAs and stuff, and you're like, Lord, I, I'm going to figure it out. you adding the two and carrying the one. Please understand, it's already been fixed. Everything we need is already done. Somebody say amen. I wish I was in church this morning. Watch this. John the Baptist now, y'all, returned through as the prophet Elijah. Now, there were two people in Scripture that were taken up alive. Only two. And one was Elijah. The other was Enoch. Are y'all with me? Now, Elijah was taken up alive, and he was taken back to return as John the Baptist. By the fact, the Bible teaches us there. He says that he returned in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. Does that make some sense? Now, watch this. John the Baptist's reasoning for coming, Jarrell, was to prepare the way for Christ. Are you with me? So now, John the Baptist came in order to do what? Good job, class. Very good job, class. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, the purpose of Christ's coming was to make known what he had already provided for God's people. Please understand, what did they do for 4,000 years when Christ wasn't there? Anybody? What'd they do? Huh? Y'all don't talk? So, what somebody say? Sin, okay, anybody else? What'd they do? They cried out. They cried out for salvation. Watch this. They were crying out for the Messiah. 
Watch this, y'all. The children of Israel, now we don't replace Israel, but we're a type and a shadow of Israel. Now, the children of Israel, y'all, they wandered in this wilderness to try to get to this promised land for thousands of years. Anybody ever felt like that? You've been wandering, trying to get somewhere for a long time. Every time you think you get there, yo, whoops, I ain't there. Oh, I thought I was there. Oh, whoops. You got to get to a tom-tom navigation. That's what you got you to get to. Watch this, y'all. So now the children of Israel wandered now for years, thousands of years. In the book of Numbers, they walked around the same mountain called Mount Seir for 40 years. Could you imagine that? Everything looked good your first go around. Then all of a sudden you come back to where you used to be and you say, wait a minute, haven't I been here before? Haven't I seen this before? Please understand, y'all, that's a lot like our lives. We wander around in circles, and we keep going back to the same thing. Because God says, listen, I've created you to be a conqueror. And until you choose to conquer, I'm going to keep throwing that same thing in your face until you conquer it. And so you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm overcome this. And God says, ha, 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 you ain't overcoming nothing. Except through the power of Christ. Somebody say Amen. Now listen, now listen, it feels a little dry in here to me, so I need you to push on your neighbor and ask them if they up. Push on them. Say, you up? Push on them. Ask them, you up? Are you up? You got to wake up, baby. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Please understand that when Christ was on the cross, y'all, he was saying that everything you have needed, Everything you currently need and everything you will need has already been provided for you. Do you understand that? Watch this. Our problem is that most of the time we can't see it. But that's why scripture says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Because when I'm walking by sight, I'm walking by my circumstances. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, don't walk by your circumstances. Don't walk by your circumstances. Your circumstances are going to mess you up. Watch this. Now here's the problem, saints. Y'all want to know the problem? Because all that sounds real good in church, you don't it? Walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Yes, Bishop. Amen. Woo! But then you got to walk out there. Watch this. So what do you have faith in? A lot of us have faith in our job. Lord, I thank you for making it away. Thank you for giving me this great job. This job is great. Y'all ain't saying nothing. A lot, of us has, a lot of us have faith in our good business mind, and because you're a good business person, you think that you, you know, you're on top of the world. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So what do you have faith in? I'm glad you asked that question. The promise. Somebody say the promise. Please understand that the Bible says God's people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. Please understand that the difference between success and failure is the information you have. Please understand, it don't even take talent to make it in the world. Y'all ain't said nothing. I know I got young people that want to be singers and, and all this kind of stuff and rappers and all this kind of stuff. Please understand, these days, you don't even need talent. Y'all ain't said nothing. Y'all see some of these folks can't sing a lick. <laughs> what is that? Rapping can't even talk right. You see me on the radio. Can't even talk right. Watch this. So it's not talent that's going to get you somewhere. What's going to get us somewhere is the promise. Somebody say the promise. Watch this. Now, preachers used to say this for years. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. What does that mean? Anybody know? What, what, what does that mean? Can't nobody ever tell me. I asked the preacher one day, he just, hold on to God's unchain. He was just shouting and really sweating and looking like he was really preaching real good, you know. You know, you got to holler and scream so you feel like you're preaching good, you know. And so, and so I asked him, I said, what does that mean? He said, well, man, you know, that's just what we say. I said, that's the problem. There's no substance to what you're saying. That's why people have been trying to do that for 30 years and it ain't worked. Well, I'm holding on to his hand, but it ain't working. Are you with me? So what we got to hold on to, y'all, is the promise. Now, what is the promise that we're talking about? The promise is the promise that was made to Abraham. Flip over, flip over to Genesis 12. We were there earlier today. Flip over to Genesis 12. Are you there? 
if you're close to Revelation, that's the wrong direction. Just flip and go the other way. Rewind. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. We hold on to the promise, not the things as a result of the promise. Are you with me? See, a lot of what we do, y'all, is we put our faith now in the things that God has given us. Uh, let me prove it to you. So if you're in a tough financial situation, you say, well, thank God I'm getting paid Friday. Because I can pay this with that and transfer this over here and move that over there. Well, then your faith's not really in the promise. Your faith is in you getting paid on Friday. Are y'all with me? Please understand this. Genesis chapter 12, are you there? Watch this. You, I'm, now I'm not talking about you, but your neighbor, they worry about stuff too much. They're worrying about stuff. Matter of fact, somebody came in here worried about something that they saw. They watched CNN, and so they got worried about something. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Worry. Look at the neighbor and say, quit worrying. Please understand this. Please understand this. Please understand this. Things in life, when you're dealing with faith, will never add up. It'll never make sense. How does the Lord, nothing, nothing about faith makes sense. You mean to tell me you sent your son to die for me and he didn't even, I didn't even know him and he died for me yet while I was still a sinner and now I got access to the promise through him? That don't make no sense. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You mean to tell me that if I give you 10%, you're going to bless and increase my 90%? That don't make no sense. Why don't I just keep the whole hundred? That seemed like more blessing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Watch this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, or excuse me, Abram. Now please understand that his name before he was Abraham was Abram. Abram uh, was the man of God that the Lord had chosen. He was a descendant, now a direct descendant from Seth, who was one of Adam's children. Are y'all with me? Verse 12 and 1. Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country and from your family. Please understand, sometimes you got to get away from circumstances that are familiar to you. Y'all ain't said nothing with me. Sometimes, watch this, watch this. If you want to soar with eagles, sometimes you got to leave prayer chickens behind. And chicken heads and all that stuff. Behind. Watch this. He says, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Now, here's what I like about this, Jarrell, is that the Lord doesn't tell him where he's going. He just tells him, you need to get up and start walking. Please understand, in our faith walk, y'all, God is not going to tell us every step all the time. Sometimes he's just going to tell you, you need to get up and start walking north. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Anybody ever had an opportunity, something where the Lord, he told you to do something that didn't make sense, and then later on you found out why he had you do it? You get up one morning and just say, the Lord told me to drive this way to work. I don't know why. I'm just going to drive this way. And then all of a sudden you meet somebody, they drop $100 on the floor. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Watch this. So the Lord now, he told him, get out of your country, get out of your father's house, and go to where I'm going to show you. I ain't going to tell you where I'm taking you. Watch this. Because if I tell you too much, you may doubt me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Watch this. And so a lot of times we say, Lord, I need more. Tell me more. And God says, listen, I'm only going to tell you what I've already told you. Because if I tell you any more, you're going to doubt me. Now, we got proof with Abram because Abram now was the man that the Lord said, listen, y'all going to have a baby. Abram said, listen, God, that's nice. But in case you ain't checked, we don't have Viagra's these days. My wife is 90. I'm 99. Ain't nothing going to happen. Thank you, Lord. That's nice and cute, churchy, but I ain't for nothing for to happen. Y'all ain't said nothing. So Abram had a history now. He had a problem with doubting him. Are y'all with me? So now watch this. Look at verse, look at verse number three. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Somebody say blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now I need to just say to somebody in here today, don't you ever think you're too old or you've missed out on too much time to do what the Lord has called you to do. Don't you ever say, I've wasted too much time. There ain't no hope for me. Abram was 75 years old. 
Somebody say amen. Watch this. Five. Then Abram took Sarai. Now Sarai, her name before it was Sarah, was Sarai. Sarai uh, uh, was Abram's wife. Look at this. His wife, and, oh, it says it right there. His wife and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had had gathered, and the people whom they acquired in Haram, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Skip down to verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to him, the, uh, to the Lord who had appeared to him. Flip over to chapter number 13. Chapter number 13. Now let me tell you what's happened because we're not, we don't have time to read all these verses. What happened in the rest of Genesis 12 is that there was a great famine in the land that the Lord had sent Abram through. The Lord had sent Abram to get to Canaan. You, to get to Canaan, you have to go through Egypt. Watch this. Egypt was enemy territory. Does your neighbor say enemy territory? I wish I had a church this morning. Watch this. So the Lord sent Abram through enemy territory, which was Egypt. Watch this. But it was in Egypt that the Lord gave Abram great wealth. Matter of fact, look at verse 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt. He, or excuse me, verse number 1, chapter 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had had and lot with him to the south. Watch verse 2. Abram was very what? Oh, I was, I need y'all talking. Abram was very what? In livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where uh, his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. Go to verse number 6. Now the land was not able to support them. That's what Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says when he says, I'm going to bless you so that you don't have room to receive it. He says, I'm going to give you so much. And watch this, not just material things. I'm going to give you so much knowledge that people around you can't even hold on to it. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm going to give you so much wisdom that people can't even understand what you're doing. I'm going to make you so excited about your God, people don't even understand. You're just walking around smiling and happy. Somebody say amen. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. He had given him so much from his enemy's territory. You need to understand this, that a lot of the times your blessing is hidden in overwhelming circumstances. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes it's hidden in overwhelming circumstances. Watch this. Sometimes your blessing and your healing are hidden in enemy territory. Watch this, watch this. But here's the thing. You can't fear your enemies because we just read in, 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 the, in the scripture that they can't defeat you. Many times the Lord will use your enemies to bless you just to show how big and bad he is. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He'll use people that don't even like you to give stuff to you. He'll use people that talk about you to give you what you need. Do y'all understand what I'm saying this morning? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Get this, get this. Don't you fear bill collectors. And here's the truth. You shouldn't have signed up for it if you couldn't have paid it in the first place. But thank God for grace and mercy. But you don't fear them. Watch this, because many times your blessing is hidden in enemy's territory. Somebody say enemy territory. Don't you fear eviction? Don't you fear foreclosure? Don't you fear health problems? They can't defeat you and I. You know why? Because we are heirs of the promise. Somebody say the promise. And if I'm an heir of the promise, you can't defeat me. Ain't nothing you can do to defeat me. You can try to shoot me, but it ain't going to work. You can talk about you, but you can talk about me, but you can't keep me down because I'm an heir of the promise. Somebody say the promise. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Because I'm a member of the covenant. Now, what's the covenant? We just read it in Genesis 12. He says, I will bless you all the days of your life. Isn't that good news? Aren't you glad that the God, he ain't trying to kill you? How many people you were brought up to think the Lord is just waiting to get you? Lord God is waiting. Okay, I know some of you, you were brought up to think God going to get you. Lord going to get you. What you over there doing? God going to get you. Please understand, baby, if he wanted to get you, he could have got you. But that's not what he's trying to do. Somebody say amen. Understand this. Well, understand this. That the land was not able to support Abram, y'all, because the Lord's blessing had overtaken him. Watch this. Some of your houses are too small for you. Y'all don't hear me. 
Some of your houses are too small for you. And so he's trying to get you into a new one. Watch this. But sometimes the way he's got to get you there is through an overwhelming circumstance. Are y'all with me? Understand this. Some of your jobs don't pay enough. And that's why he wants to give you more. But the way he's got to get you to get from that job is that they may have to give you a pink slip. Because it's overwhelming circumstances. Somebody say amen. Please understand. That's why you know your boss don't like you and you don't like him. But that's enemy territory. I ain't studying you. You don't know Nan. You don't know me. I'm an heir of the promise. Somebody say the promise. Watch this. Healing is hidden in sickness. Watch this. Financial increase is hidden in drought. You, you don't understand what I'm saying. Abram had to go through Egypt, but there was a great famine in the land. Didn't nobody have nothing but Pharaoh. But even despite that, because Abram had a covenant, somebody say covenant. Because he had a covenant, the Lord was obligated to bless him. You ought to just high five two people and say, he's obligated to bless me. He's obligated to bless me. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Answers are hidden in confusion. Are you with me? Watch this. Jericho is hidden behind walls. You don't understand what I'm saying to you. Well, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. Yeah. So you said, Bishop, all that sounds really good, but what do I have to do in order to get that? Because how many people have heard what I just said before? You heard that before. Watch this, watch this. Flip over to Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Habakkuk, depending on where you're from. Habakkuk 1 and 13. Habakkuk 1 and 13. Now, I need you to understand something. I need you to understand something. That Habakkuk now is writing the Lord, and he's asked the Lord, Lord, why is it that our enemies are prospering more so than us? Why is it that these unsaved, they don't love the Lord, they talk about God, they put up all these kinds of crazy things? Why are these people prospering and not us? Why are people that don't even love you being, seems like they're being, but anybody ever wondered that? Why is it that people that don't even love the Lord got money? Why is it all these people talk about, I hate the Lord, I don't love God, there is no God? Food, the fact that you're alive is proof that there's a God. You ain't came from no monkey. If we came from monkeys, how come they ain't still turning into humans? I ain't never seen, I ain't seen that little thing. I ain't seen that. I ain't never seen that happen. You show me a monkey that turned into a human and I'll believe in it. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in God. To believe that a cell turned into a slime and from slime came fish and from fish came walking fish and from walking fish came reptiles and from reptiles that's just foolish please understand that's foolish look at your neighbor and say that's foolish how they get here in the first place if they was already on the earth well who put them here Habakkuk 1 and 13 Habakkuk is saying God I got a covenant with you but I'm not seeing fruit I love you and I trust you, but I'm not seeing fruit. What's up? Look at the neighbor and say, what's up? What's up? What's going on? What's going on? 1 and 13. You are pure. Now, this is Habakkuk talking to God. You, you are of pure eyes to behold evil, evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously? In other words, why do you look on sinners and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? So Habakkuk is saying, God, why is it that my enemies seem blessed? Anybody ever wondered that? Now, you can be churchy and fake if you want to, but anybody ever wondered that? I didn't wonder that. I'm wondering it today. I woke up this morning and said, Lord, what's up? What's going on? Chapter 2. So now here's the answer, sister son. God says the reason why your enemies are prospering and not you, it's very, very simple. It ain't deep. Somebody say it ain't deep. I'm talking about the fact that it's already done. Everything we need is already done. Watch this, two and one. 
This is Habakkuk talking. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, the reason that you are not prospering is because you have no vision. How do we know? He says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. In other words, please understand, God has called you to be blessed, but sometimes you just got to take time because you got to go through enemy territory to get there. Abram got the promise, but it took him months and years to go through Egypt. You don't understand what I'm saying. Look at this, verse number three. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak. You ain't going to have to tell nobody nothing. They're going to look around and say, my God, the God they serve must be God. Look at this. Watch this. And it will not lie. Please understand, fruit don't lie. If I look at an apple, please, I understand that that came from an apple tree. You can't mess up the fruit. An orange come from an orange vine tree, whatever. Tomatoes come from the tomato vine tree. Look at this. Though it tarries, wait for it. But it will surely come. Now, here's what's called a paradox in Scripture. It means it contradicts. It will not tarry. You don't hear me. Look at three. He says, though it tarries, wait for it. And then he says, but even though it tarries, it ain't going to tarry. That's a paradox. It doesn't line up. It doesn't make sense. How are you going to tell me it ain't going to take that long, and then you're going to say, but it's going to take long? I wish I was in church this morning. My God. Watch this, y'all. Here's what he's saying. The reason it doesn't, Terry, is because the moment you set your mind to do it, it is becomes done for you. You, you. you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. In, in the government, when you have a nonprofit corporation, what you have to do is you have to send in. Now, if you're a church or religious institution, you have to send the form in. But the understanding is, is that all churches and religious institutions are automatically tax-exempt, regardless of whether or not they complete the form. Y'all with me? But you still got to sit in the form in so they can give you the piece of paper that says you got it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But the problem with that is that it takes between 90 and 120 days to get the form back. So the moment I filled it out, it was already done. But it just took a little time for it to manifest. That's somebody said it may take a little time to manifest. May take a little time to manifest. My faith is not in the thing. My faith is in the promise. And the promise says that I am blessed and not cursed. And he that blesses me is blessed. That's where my faith is at. That's why I don't walk around worried about what folks saying about me. Please understand, folks going to talk about you if you're doing something and if you ain't doing something. I figure I might as well give them something good to talk about. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I taught you last week, taught you last week, bring the talit. I taught you last week about the talit and the power that's represented through the garment. Now, the Bible talks in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. It talks about healing. Hold it out, hold it out. It talks about healing being in the wings of the Lord. Malachi 4 and 2. It talks about healing being in the wings of God. Now, the wings it's talking about, y'all, are these four. Y'all see the four long cords on the end? Somebody say amen. Say you see them. Watch this. It's talking about healing is now represented through that garment in the four wings of the talit. Somebody say healing is in the wings. Understand this, y'all. We are under a perfect covenant. The only condition is you got to show up. You don't understand what I'm saying. God says the battle has already been won. You just got to show up for it. You, you don't understand what I'm saying. Some of us never conquer areas in our life because we never show up to confront them. You, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't have to fight in the battle, Jarrell. You at least got to show up and look like you're about to. Come in there, you know, get the stuff under your eyes and stuff, you know, get you some gloves and stuff, you, you know. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Get on some boxing trunks, you know, start moving. I saw a tapo video. I do what Billy Blanks did. All I got to do is show up. How do you show up, Bishop? You show up with your faith in the what? Our faith is in the... And then the second thing I got to show up is with my vision. 
because where there is no vision, the people perish. Please understand, the purpose of vision was to bring life to the promise. Yeah, that's so simple, it's deep. The purpose of vision is to bring life to the promise. So how do I get blessed? Through the vision that's going to bring life to the promise. God ain't just going to rain down money on you. Contrary to popular belief. I know they've been teaching that, you know, Lord, just look up. When praises go up, blessings come down. And so people, you know, you used to actually look for a blessing to reach up and grab it. So you was grabbing blessings and stuff. Some of us, some of y'all grabbed other folks' husbands and stuff. You just, you know. Somebody say, man, watch this, watch this, watch this. All I got to do is show up. Somebody say, show up. Where there is no vision, there is death. So even though the promise is still there, because there's no vision, there can be no life. Are you with me? So my question to you is, what is your vision? What are you here for? What are you doing? There is more to life than getting up and going to work, coming home, cooking some dinner, running to Chipotle's and stuff, getting you a wing snack, 10-piece combo, coming home and eating, watching TBN, and going to sleep. There's more to life than that. Somebody say amen. Young folk, it's more to life than waking up and talking about you finna be a superstar. How you gonna get there? Somebody say, man, there's more to life. You gotta have not only faith in the promise, but you gotta have a what? A vision. You've got to see yourself where you desire to be. You gotta get rid of stinking thinking. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, quit stinking, quit stinking. Get rid of that stinky thinking. Here's why you do that. You get rid of low expectations. Some of us get negative stuff because that's all we expect. Well, I'm showing up, but you know, they probably ain't going to hire me. You ain't going to get the job with that kind of attitude. Please understand, you have got to see yourself, vision. You've got to see yourself where you want to be. That's why he said, write it and make it plain. So every day when the enemy comes to you and says, it ain't going to come to pass, you can go back and look at it and say, but wait a minute, I got a vision. Say what you want to say, but I got a vision. I know some of our young ladies, they want to be dancers and singers and all this. You got to have a vision. You got to write that thing down. Somebody say, write it down. Please understand, the Bible says this, as a man thinketh, so is he. Watch this. You will become what you're thinking about. I'm almost done. Your mind is powerful. Do you understand what I'm saying? It ain't just about what you speak. It's also about what you think. If you think negative thoughts about yourself, you will become that. Do you know that so many of us struggle with low self-esteem because we think negative things about ourselves? And so when we look in the mirror, we see something that's really not there. Okay, let me make it real plain. Ladies, so you have a negative mind image about yourself. And so when you go look at yourself, you see yourself 50 pounds heavier. You, you don't hear what I'm saying. And so, fellas, you, 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 you may feel, but you may not feel confident. You may not feel strong. You may not feel like a manly man. And so you look at yourself, and that's what you now see, because your mind has created a false reality. Are you un Please understand, sometimes people can create sickness. Some people create illness, and they create problems that were never there in the first place. Why? Because they created it in their mind. Touch somebody, say, in their mind. Understand this. Let me give you this analogy. I'm almost done. Give me five more minutes. Ghostbusters. Now, what just went in your mind? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Ghostbusters number one. At the end, they're fighting the lady and the dragons. And she, oh, yeah. and they're fighting the dragon, y'all. And here's what happens. She says, choose, choose, choose your uh, conqueror or something. Choose your destroyer. And here's what the man does. Dan Ackroyd sits up, y'all. Come on, be with me, y'all. I know we're in church. Think with me. Some of y'all watched the movie on TBS last night when I was watching it, don't you? Watch this. Watch this. And so here's what they did, y'all. Here's what he did. Dan Ackroyd, when he fought, the first thing that came to his mind was the buff marshmallow man. And so what came? The buff marshmallow man. Touch your neighbor, say the marshmallow man. The mar you know, you've seen it, and he comes in there with his little hat on, walking around. 
around and trying to defeat the folks. Watch this, watch this. They created something that wasn't even there in the first place because of negative thinking. Somebody say negative thinking. Understand this, understand this. We talked about Habakkuk. Please understand that, that your vision has not only got to be written, but it's got to be embedded in you spiritually. You know how you got to do this? If the Lord told you you're supposed to be a millionaire, you got to walk and act like that now. You understand that? If the Lord told you you're supposed to be a business owner, you got to walk and act like it now. Show up on time to stuff. Talking about you're going to own a business and can't get on time nowhere. Who you going to own? Who you going to run? Ain't nobody coming to work for you. Somebody say amen. Please understand that faith and vision partnered together get results. Are y'all with me? Somebody say faith and vision bring results. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Understand this. Understand this. If you have a plan for your future, it is not just going to happen. Are y'all with me? You need to position yourself for success, just like a chess game. Now, I've never knew, I never liked chess. Too confusing me, too many rules. But I did like checkers. Anybody like checkers? Wave at me, you like checkers. Blue or red, blue or red, where you? I mean, black or red, black or red. And you used to think that the color had a significance as to whether or not you were gonna win. And so you used to think, well, if I'm not red all the time, I ain't gonna win. Watch this, watch this. Here's what I like about the game of checkers, y'all. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Failure is not failure, it's just transition. Please understand, because Christ lives on the inside of you, you cannot fail. Do, do you understand that? Look at the neighbor and say, I cannot fail. You can, failure is not failure, it is transition. Do you understand that? Don't you let nobody tell you you're a failure. I remember I had a business venture a couple years ago. It didn't go well. I thought it was a failure. The Lord said it wasn't failure, son. It was transition. I was moving you from here to there. And just like in checkers, the only way you get king is if you lose a few men to get to the other side. Watch it, watch it, watch it. In checkers, the only way that you can get king, you know how you king me. The only way your opponent could king you is if you went through his side and you got to the other side and you got on his wall and you said, now king me. That's enemy territory. Somebody say enemy territory. Please understand. Listen to this. Listen to this. The Bible says we go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Failures happen in between moving from glory to the next level of glory. And it's not failure. It is transition. I wish the body of Christ, listen, we got to understand, y'all, that just because we have some tough times doesn't mean that we're losers. Somebody say amen. Just because you have some tough times does not mean that the world is coming to an end. If you like me, when I have one bad thing go wrong, I just think the whole world's going to crash. So the mics was messing up this morning. I'm like, oh, God, should we even have church? I don't know. Somebody say amen. Some of us, you get like that. You make, get one speck on your credit report and you think it's over. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You accidentally have it. You don't do some stuff you ain't supposed to do. And so the devil tells you it's over. God don't love you no more. So can somebody say the devil is a liar? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. They may talk about you and say what a failure. That's because they walk by sight, not by faith. Faith never looks at its circumstances. Are y'all with me? I'm almost done. Faith never looks at its circumstances because faith understands that what I need has already been provided for me. Say it's already done. It's already done. Please understand this. Please understand this. Some of y'all need to go home and cut out some photos of the house you want. You, you don't hear me. Some of y'all need to go cut the car out you want. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Some of y'all need to go, if you ain't got a good family right now, you need to go cut out a family out of a magazine and say, it's my family. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Why? Because you've got to see yourself having it. You don't know what it's like to be blessed until you see somebody with it. You don't understand what I'm saying. That's why you can't talk about people that are blessed. Because please understand, the fact that your neighbor is blessed is proof that it's getting ready to hit you too. Oh, I wish the body of Christ would quit being haters and start congratulators and celebrating. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Get up on your feet, everybody. I don't know what's going on. Watch this. 
Watch this. This ain't hype, but this is what real faith is all about. You need to learn how to say, I can see myself well. I can see myself blessed. I see myself healed. I see my family saved. I see, watch this. I see thousands of people coming to get the word. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Understand this. Understand this. Understand this. Understand this. Faith is what we live by. Never let your circumstances determine what you can do. Don't ever let it do it. Because we don't walk by sight. We walk by what? Faith. And understand, faith says it's already done. Somebody says it's already done. When you feel like giving up, you need to go look at the vision. What's the vision? Genesis 12. Genesis 12 says, I will bless you. All the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through you, Bobby Dale. All the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through you, Sean Harris. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Please understand this. Please understand this. Now, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And I want you to understand this. The number one attacked area is finances in your life. You know why it's attacked? You know why it's the number one area that keeps attacking? Because watch this. If the enemy, if the enemy can keep you from being a good steward, you'll never have anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? If he can keep you in bondage and in poverty, you will never be able to change the world. Please understand, it takes money to change the world. The Bible says money answers all things. Do you understand that? So the number one attack area is finances. Number one attack area. Why do most people get divorces? Because of what? Finances. Money is a strange thing. It can make you do crazy things. OJs, I think they said it. You, you know, you people were, how the song go? Y'all have fun. We at church, y'all. We get all deep. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.